Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wells on Fire. Welcome back to another podcast. This time after a week, we are returning with another podcast, as you can see, where we are going to talk about the Spielberg Grand Prix, the round nine of the 2021 season that happened yesterday. And honestly, it was a, an interesting race, full of action, some unpredictable results, and, and, and I think it was a race uh, quite better than what we saw last week at the steering Grand Prix in this same track. And by the way, it is great that Formula One is returning once again to the Red Bull ring for the second race in a row this season. So I think the right thing, as we usually do in this kind of podcast, is to summarize a little bit what was the race and uh, the performances and results from the teams and the drivers in this Spielberg Grand Prix. So the first DNF was for Esteban Ocon. He started 17th on the grid, once again, getting knocked out of Q1. And yes, he had contact at the first lap with Giovinazzi and Schumacher. Really wasn't his fault, but after all, we, we can conclude with the fact that he's having a, a really bad season right now, uh, where he can barely get to the points, really. And this streak of bad results of being knocked out on Q of Q1, it, it is increasing. I think it is the second or third race in a row where, where this actually happens. But it, is, it was, but the qualifying session really was very similar to, to the last race, really. And the second one and last DNF was for Sebastian Vettel. He qualified eight, but after blocking Alonso at the end of Q2, he received a three-place grip, three grip penalty, which means that, well, he started 11th on the grid. But And during the race, I have to admit that from time to time, he was inside the, the points. It is true that he saved the tires in a, in a great way. However, I think that the strategy provided in general by, by Aston Martin uh, wasn't the best. I'm talking about both for him and for his teammate Lance Stroll because they both, both drivers actually started the race with the soft tires and clearly that wasn't the best strategy. Those soft tires didn't work. It didn't last uh, a really long time. So, so there wasn't any, any possibility then to get inside the points. The, the, the reason why he had to retire from the race was because he had an incident with Kimi Raikkonen at, at the last lap, in the last few corners, where it wasn't his fault. But anyway, he was fighting for P12, really. Nothing, nothing special. That's why it is a shame what happened to him in this race. And... And the previous one as well. And now with the drivers that actually finished the race, once again in last position, Nikita Mazepin, he again, he started last on the grid. And nothing else really. Once again, being last behind his teammate, nothing else really to say from, from the Russian driver. And the same goes for his teammate, Mick Schumacher. Yes, he finished ahead of his teammate. And he started the race ahead of his teammate once again. But it, it is just... They are just so far away from the others. The only drivers that they can actually overtake are uh, between each other. Usually, in most races, the one who finishes ahead, at, as this time, is Mick Schumacher. But nothing else really to say from, from the Haas drivers. And I wouldn't say it is their fault, of course. It is just that, as I say practically every week in every summary, uh, 
the car is just not competitive and it is shown in the in the practice sessions the qualifying session and even the the races and this is the reason why they haven't scored a point yet and i see it completely difficult that they uh, that they will score a point this this year to be honest but well and then as usual as well nicholas latifi finishing ahead of the house drivers he once again was knocked out of q1 again but he started uh, ahead of the house drivers and if you compare his race with the one that his teammate had well i think that he has a really big room of improvement really um and also let's take into account that yes it is true that his race this weekend was better than the last one at the steering grand prix but still i think it can definitely be better and and he knows it and maybe he from time to time he can get closer to his teammate and maybe make williams more competitive or, or at least try to get closer to the points and then it is Kimi Raikkonen who finished 15th on the grid. He was knocked out of Q1 once again. Just a few miles, but he was knocked out. And yeah, nothing nothing special from him. I, I think his race wasn't good this time. Um, and as I explained with, with what happened to Sebastian Vettel, he had an incident with Vettel, but I think it was his fault, really. I don't know what happened there, if he didn't see him or, or what, but... But it was a really poor performance from Kimi Raikkonen. And the same goes for his teammate, Antonio Giovinazzi, who finished ahead in P14. He got into Q2 once again this season. Started 15th on the grid, but nothing special, really. He In the first lap, he had the incident with Esteban Ocon. That it wasn't really his fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was just a racing incident. But, uh, but after that, he immediately entered to the pit stop. And he received a five-second penalty, I think, if I'm not wrong, for speeding in the pit lane which is a shame really. He recovered, though he, he was able to, to overtake some drivers uh, and even to finish ahead from where he qualified. But if you compare his performance with the previous races, well, I think he could do much better and maybe it, it is what we can see in the next few races. And Lance Stroll finished ahead of him in 13th position and it was a really poor race from Lance Stroll. He got into Q3, starting 10th on the grid and... Yeah, nothing, nothing, sorry, he started actually ninth on the grid after the, the penalty for um, Sebastian Vettel. And it is a shame, really. It is a shame that he, that he wasn't able to, to improve his performance this race. But as I said with, with his teammate, Sebastian Vettel, the, I think that the strategy provided by the team wasn't the best. They, they, uh, they studied the race in those soft tires and clearly that was completely negative for them. And then it is Yuki Tsunoda who finished in 12th position after starting 7th on the grid. And I have to admit that his qualifying session was very good. In fact, the AlphaTauri car seemed to be very competitive this weekend and the last one. Let's remember that in the last race he finished P P10, uh, quite a good result. But this time I think he made really rookie mistakes, as I would say. It, it is, he is a rookie, of course, but he made many, many of those, of those mistakes. Why am I saying this? Well, he received in total 10 second penalty, five each, because he touched the white line by when he was about to enter the pit lane. Really, it, it is a shame because if not, he would have finished maybe inside the points. But I guess he could learn from these kind of mistakes. And then in 11th position, George Russell. What a shame, he had a, a really good weekend he started 8th on the grid, first the first result, 
Uh, originally, he was ninth, but after the penalty from Fettel, he was promoted to that position. And it is the first time that he got into Q3 as a Williams driver with the medium tires, as he indicated as well. And I think his performance was great. And throughout the race, he was very consistent, always fighting for the points. But in the end, he, he in the last few laps, he, he was overtaken. And it shows that the Williams car is not competitive enough to get into, into that area. In fact, it is unbelievable that George Russell is able to fight with a Williams car in that area in, for the points. That's something unbelievable, unbelievable. And if you see his teammate, well, clearly you can, you can affirm what happens. Uh, and this just shows how great of a driver George Russell is, that he has a champion, uh, a really, that he's a world champion material. He has a, a world champion mindset, always keeping his head up, always uh, trying to fight to get that point that he deserves and that Williams deserves. Um, still not able to get it, quite bad luck from time to time, but I'm sure that in May, oh, let's hope that this season, but it, the, he's definitely getting closer and closer, and I think that by this season, maybe the next race, who knows, but, uh, but definitely I think that by this season he, he can be able to get uh, at least a point. He has many, many opportunities still. And then it is Fernando Alonso who finally got that point after overtaking George Russell by finishing P10. He started 14th on the grid, but I think he was completely unlucky, really, because he's, the lap that he was doing at the end of Q2 was excellent. He was about to get into the top five easily, but in the end, it was well, Sebastian Vettel accidentally blocked him, and that's why he, he had to start the race in, in that position which is a shame really, but things happened the way it did and in the end he, he, he saved the weekend for Alpine and another weekend in a row getting, getting points. It was one, but at least he got points again. And then in ninth position we have Pierre Gasly, he started six on the grid and I think that, he's, that this race was much better clearly than the last one where he had to retire at the first lap after the contact with Charles Leclerc. But this time, well, his qualifying session was as good as the last one. I think he even started in that same position. And his race was good as well. But there are two things to take into account. On the one hand, what I mentioned from the strategy about the Aston Martin drivers, well, the same I have to mention with the Alpha Tower drivers. They started the race with the soft tires and they, they didn't last for a long time. In fact, by lap 10, they had to pit. So they, they had to pit twice. And the second pit stop wasn't really the best. Uh, so it was mostly a matter of strategy on the one hand and on the other hand the it wasn't his fault really because the drivers that were ahead of him were really fast and their cars were much faster i'm talking about mostly the mclaren and ferrari drivers the, the car was just more competitive they they were competitive as well so there is nothing really to to blame gasly he did a, he did a good race he got two points he would have wanted more. I know that he would have wanted more. Uh, I completely get it, but that's all he could do today. And yes, Charles Leclerc finished ahead of him in P8 after starting 12th on the grid. And I have to admit that it was a really good weekend for the Ferraris because after a very disappointing qualifying session where both actually were knocked out of Q1 of Q2, uh, the fact that they were both able to finish inside the um, inside the, the top 10, 14 points in total, 
I think it is. A, it is. It was a really good job that is definitely going to be helpful for both the drivers and constructors championship. Uh, Indiana, I think that Charles Leclerc could have finished ahead of maybe Ricciardo or maybe even ahead of Perez, but we all know the incidents that he had with Perez twice, in fact. Even though the Red Bull driver was given a 10-second penalty, still maybe if that didn't happen, he could have been able to to get more positions. But he didn't. And in the end, only four points for the Ferrari driver. And then, as I said before, Daniel Ricciardo finished in seventh position after starting 13th on the grid. And I have to admit, what a race it was by him. It was an excellent race after a disappointing qualifying session as well. But the race, really, the performance was just excellent. The performance in general from the McLaren drivers were, was excellent. Which makes me think, what would have happened if Ricciardo had a better qualifying session? Maybe if that happened, well, I think he could have gotten a, even a better result. Who knows, maybe getting into the top five. It didn't happen, of course, but I think that result is definitely going to help him in order to boost his confidence. And after all, six points that are important as I mentioned before, I will do it once again for both the Drivers and Contractors Championship. And then it is Sergio Perez who finished in sixth position after starting third on the grid for the second race in a row. And it was a really, I would say a really a race full of mistakes from Sergio Perez. On the one hand, at the after the restart from the one and only safety car that that we saw in the race, at lap four specifically, he tried to overtake Lando Norris twice from the outside. The first one, at turn two, it didn't work. Then he tried it at turn three. And he just ran out of track and he went into the gravel. And after that, yeah, he lost a lot of places. After, In fact, when he returned to the track, he was P10. And after that, it was impossible to keep the pace. And yes, he overtook many of the drivers. He did a good job in order to make a comeback, but it just wasn't enough to, to get even closer to the position that he was that he qualified or that he was originally supposed to, to finish. And yes, definitely full of mistakes. And then the ones that he had with Charles Leclerc, let's remember, as I said, he was given a 10 second penalty. The first one, I would say that it was his fault because he, he, he had contact, he had like um, contact with Charles Leclerc. I know it wasn't his fault, of course, but, the, but maybe I would say that the first one, well, it may have been a five second penalty, but the second one, I think it was a little bit unfair because Leclerc tried to move from the outside that was very practically impossible. But well, in the end, he did the, the best comeback as it was possible and this was the best result that he could get, to be honest. But as I said, those mistakes that he made during this race, I think it could be helpful to, to understand it and learn from them ahead of the, ahead of the next race. And then, heading into the top five, it is Carlos Sainz who finished in that position. He started 10th on the grid, even though originally he qualified 11th, but after, again, after the penalty from Vettel, he, he started in that position. And what a race it was by him. Excellent race. He overtook many drivers. Let's mention a few. Pierre Gasly, Charles Leclerc, Daniel Ricciardo, Yuki Tsunoda. He, did, he just did an excellent job. His engineer as well was very, very happy, very excited with this race. And yeah, definitely 10 points that are going to be extremely important for him. And I'm amazed at how, how good he is with the, how comfortable he's feeling with the car, how much confidence 
he has right now in that car and, and in the team in general. And before the season started, I thought that it, that it was going to be quite hard for him getting adapted, especially after seeing how hard it was for, for Perez to get adapted in the first few races, or even after seeing that Ricciardo is still trying to get adapted to the McLaren car. But Sainz did it perfectly. He just did it perfectly, and, and I feel that he brought an environment to Ferrari that definitely is very positive and that is definitely helping the, the Italian team. And this is the reason why they, improve, they are improving so much compared to last year. Still, in order to, there is a lot left in order to uh, get back to the podium places or even to, to that team that used to win races and used to have that performance where we thought, well, Ferrari is definitely going to win the race or, or the championships this season. Still, again, there's a lot left, but I think they are, they are really improving a lot. And in the end, I, I would say that maybe, I don't know, maybe by next season, but they are definitely going to improve even more and they are going to return to what they were a few years ago. And then it is Lewis Hamilton who finished fourth on the grid. He qualified in that same position and it was a very disappointing weekend for for the seven times world champion. On the one hand, because his pace was completely, uh, I would say completely poor because he was really like in the qualifying sessions around two or three tenths behind uh, his biggest rival this season, Max Verstappen. But then during the race, he, at the beginning, the first 20 laps, he fought against Lando Norris. In the end, he overtook him. But after that, he had floor damage, which really created a negative impact on his race because then he was overtaken by his teammate and Lando Norris as well. And he finished in that position. And what is interesting to think is that now in this race, he lost 14 points over Max Verstappen, which makes it, which makes it a total of 32 points in the Drivers' Championship. That's really a lot of points. Let's see how he's going to recover. I'm sure he will, especially because Mercedes are planning to bring new, pro new updates, new progress on the, on the car by the next Grand Prix. But we will see. I think that he could make, uh, he could definitely recover. But this was the result that he got today. And it's Lando Norris who finished in third position after starting second on the grid. What can I tell you? Yes, he was voted as the driver of the day. I completely agree with it. And what a brilliant season he's having. First of all, let's mention that this is the third podium that he gets this year, fourth one in his career. So far, he has 101 points in the Drivers' Championship, while last year, with, it, with a total of 18 races, he only score, he scored 97 points, which is great, but this season he's doing it even better. And what I like about him is the fact that he's inside the battle between the Red Bulls and the Mercedes, uh, being with a McLaren. That's something that the rest can do. And he's just his pace is just so... He's so far ahead from, from the rest of the grid, of course, without mentioning the Mercedes and Red Bull drivers. So this is excellent from this guy. Uh, plus, this was the best qualifying session he had. Started in the front row for the first time. A really good start. And defending from Lewis Hamilton, 20, uh, 20 laps in total. I think that, the, that his current present is just perfect. He's still the only driver who has scored in every single race. One of the only drivers who has gotten into Q3 in every race this season so far. So I think that the present is bright, but the future is as well for this young man. And Valtteri Bottas finished in P2 after starting fifth on the grid. 
And honestly, I, I have to admit that this time it was a really good race from the Finnish driver. And I made a post about it that people often criticize him, saying that he obeys the rules from the teams too much, that he doesn't have a championship mindset, or that he doesn't deserve to be in the Mercedes car. And from time to time, I have to agree that some of those uh, statements are right. But, but this time, I, I think he did a, a really good job. He kept his tires in a, in a very efficient way. He also, the, the condition of his car was much better to the one from his teammate, Lewis Hamilton, which I guess it's positive for him and clearly shows that he did a good job at, at keeping the car in, a, in, the, in the perfect condition as it was possible. And after a disappointing qualifying session, I think that this was ideal, getting this result. Plus, it was practically impossible, not only for him, but for any other driver to get the first position. So, I think, perfect result. There's nothing to be ashamed of, really. He should be happy, and Mercedes as well. And that's right, in first position, once again, Max Verstappen. Perfect, whip, perfect, weapon, uh, perfect weekend, sorry. He actually completed the Grand Slam for the first time in his career. What does it mean? Well, he got pole position, led every single lap from the very beginning, got the fastest lap, and also won the race. And you know what, seems, what is interesting? That in the two races that we saw in the Red Bull ring, in both races, Max Verstappen led the whole race, which means a to that he led a total of 142 laps. That's just a lot. I incredible. Like, once again, finishing 20 seconds ahead of the second, 40 seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton, keeping his tires in the, in the perfect way. He had no rival in both the qualifying session and the and the race really and yes as i mentioned before he's he now has in this race he created an advantage of 14 points and now in the drivers championship he's 32 points ahead when we're almost getting to the half of the season and i think definitely that he's doing a perfect job he won three races in a row he got three pole positions in a row and it is the fifth race that he wins this season five out of nine how amazing is that? Well, you can tell it by the results. Um, and I'm getting more and more amazed with this man. He's still so young. He has, again, what I say with Lando Norris, well, I say with Max Verstappen again, but even, even better, you know. His present is perfect. I would say that he's currently the best driver on the grid, but his future is also great. He's, uh, what I love about him is his mindset. He really has a world champion uh, he's really a world champion material, but he has that mindset of a world champion. And he knows how to deal with the pressure. He is by now experienced enough in order to deal with this. And maybe people will think, well, yes, he's 32 points ahead, but I don't know if... But I'm not sure if he's actually going to keep that lead over Lewis Hamilton. After all, there are still a lot of races left. And I can tell you, well... In some sense, in, in, on the one hand, that may be right, all right? It, it, especially because it is very difficult to lead and to be that consistent against someone like Lewis Hamilton, all right? Who has won probably all of the championships except the one from 2016 since the hybrid era started back in 2014. But he definitely knows how to deal with those kind of pressures. So that's why I see a big opportunity for Max Verstappen to win more races and to win this season. Still, there's a lot left, but you just never know. You just never know, but I'm very excited to see what can happen 
um, between the, the battle for, the, for both the constructors and the drivers' championship, between Red Bull and Mercedes, and on the other hand, between Hamilton and Max Verstappen. And to make a conclusion about this race, as I said at the, be at the very beginning, I will mention it again. I think it was a, a, an interesting race, full of action, better than the, than the last one. And after all, we saw different faces on the podium, um, because last, last race it was Lewis Hamilton instead of Lando Norris. So I think that's interesting as well. And next race, we are heading to the Silverstone Grand Prix in, in two weekends. So, yes, very excited about what happened and very excited about what is about to happen in this season. And, yes, just to finish this, I would like to thank you for being in, in this podcast with me. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you also enjoy all the Instagram posts that I'm making during the week and during the race weekends. So, and yes, uh, just a reminder that in the next few days, more posts are coming, more podcasts are coming, and I hope you are you stay updated with those, with those, with that information mostly. So yes, and as I always say, thank you very much, and see you in the next podcast. Yeah.